What is up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? Austin Cunningham and Justin Trees coming to you today. Yeah, this week we're back two episodes, both of us. Not messing it up this time, I'll tell you that, guys. Hopefully I don't do that again for a long time. But Justin Trees, I look at the rundown, I open it up. Initially, this episode, second episode of the week, is us previewing every game in the NFL and in the player prop bets for the Sunday night game. Uh, there's only two teams on by this week, so we have a lot to talk about. And this is the last bye week of the NFL season. It is week 13. But aside from that, on the rundown, it says improvise discussion. Man, I love improv. So, thing I want to ask you, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are currently set to draft second in the NFL draft. Something that I've been discussing the last couple weeks or just kind of thinking of in my mind, and I've talked to you a little bit about it before, is I think the Jaguars still somehow end up finding a way, or not finding a way, end up just kind of finding themselves in the number one pick in the draft. Because the Jets, their last game of the year is against the New England Patriots. Does Bill Belichick really want to play and face Trevor Lawrence two times a year? with the New York Jets, if they end up going and having a defeated season, Belichick's going to have to face this kid twice. And he's looking at him knowing, like, this is football Jesus. Ain't going to, you know what I mean? Like, I really don't want to mess with this. Don't really want to deal with the headache. But I just keep owning the AFC East for as long as I'm here, except for this year, because, you know, we knew at some point we we're going to have to make a run. We did. We're out of money. Can't do that. Tom Brady's gone. Cam Newton's old. It's only a million dollars. But I can tell you right now, I don't want to face that really good quarterback and a general manager who's probably going to fix everything for the Jets if things go right, of course. So maybe he just loses that last game of the year, says, yeah, nah, we're done. We're just going to put in Jarrett Stidham. You know, maybe, maybe Cam just has a bad game. We're just going to put together like a game plan that forces us to lose. Jets win. Jaguars get the first pick, take Trevor Lawrence. All in all, I'm just kind of saying and wanting to ask, do you think that's a possibility? Am I crazy to think it? Or do you think the Jaguars kind of say, fuck it, let's just win another game at this point? Because they've gotten close the last couple weeks. They've only, like You said it earlier before we hopped on. The Jaguars, of the last three games they've lost have been determined by under five points, correct? Also, welcome to the podcast. Here's another two minutes of me starting it off without hearing your voice. No, you're good. Uh, I mean, yeah, so they lost by two against the Texans, lost by four against the Packers, then they got blown out against the Steelers, and then again lost by two to the Browns. Both of those two-point losses were they had two-point conversions and then lost. Funny because both of those losses were literally 27 to 25, the same score. <laughs> so um, interesting fact there. Um, so I actually don't know what the tiebreaker would be. Um, it would go against strength of schedule, and I think that the Jags actually have it. So I do think if that did happen in your case, um, saying that Jags lose out, Jets win one, the Jags would move into that top spot, I would be so thrilled. Like, it would be... I don't know how... Like, I would be FaceTiming you and <laughs> showing you my excitement. Like, it would be insane if that actually happened. Do I think it's going to happen? No, I don't. I kind of just think the Jets just don't win a game. Um, the Jags, they have one more shot at a win, and that is against the Bears um, in Week 16. 
That's their only other shot. They play the Vikings, they're going to lose that. They play the Titans, they're going to lose that. Play the Ravens, they're going to lose that. Then they play the Bears, maybe. <laughs> and then they play the Colts. They're not winning that. Yep. So, um, <clears throat> funny. Funny thing, because when we talked at the earlier in the year, and we did our previews, I said the Jags were going to win three games. I said they were going to win week one. They did. I said they were going to beat the Bears week 16, maybe. And then I said they will either either beat the Dolphins or the Browns. I really thought it was going to be the Dolphins. <laughs> they end up, Dolphins are a lot better than what I thought they were going to yep. be. Almost pulled it off against the Browns. Um, <clears throat> I keep wanting to talk about our discussion we had last week about the Browns. I'm like, remember when we said this? But nobody remembers because, again, that was when you forgot to press record. Ooh. Um, Call me out. Call me out. That's fair. But, like, we had a big discussion about the Browns on how I kind of think they're pretenders and not real contenders. Let's let's have that conversation again. So, Baker is not going to win them games. Mm -hmm. Like, that's what it comes down. And, hey, Baker has played a lot better this year. False. He is— he has played better this year than he played last year. That is not false. It is false in my mind because they haven't asked him to do as much as they did last year. So it's not that he's playing better. He's not giving as many opportunities to fuck it up. It's, hey, I'm not watching you throw an interception here. Hand the ball off. We're going to go one-two duo with Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt. Then when you do go to Baker Mayfield, he's missing wide open receivers in the middle of the end zone, in the middle of the field, and blatantly missing them. He did the same thing with Austin Hooper that same game in a couple weeks beforehand. Like, I feel bad for Austin Hooper. This dude went after money, ends up with Baker Mayfield, could probably have an extra three, four, five touchdowns on the year, even with being injured, and he's being missed in the corner of the end zone because of Baker Mayfield. I don't think he's any good. I mean, we talked about it in this offseason coming into the year. This is the prove-it year for Baker Mayfield to be the guy. He ain't proven it. He's proven he can hand the ball off really well. We've seen him have that show up on a mic'd up deal. Cool. I'm glad you can hand the ball off to Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt flawlessly and not mess that up. Just personally, I don't think he's any good. Like, I, I'm not saying that's what you're saying, but... His stats look better this year than they did last year because he doesn't have as many attempts and opportunities to mess up the games. It's fair. And he's going to have less attempts, but I think that that's good coaching, um, especially when you have these two type of running backs. Like Just because he was the number one overall pick doesn't mean he has to be this dude that throws it 600 times a game. Obviously, you want him to be able to win you ball games, but also you need to understand the strength of your team, which right now is honestly that offensive line and the running game. So... Sure, I get what you're saying, and you're right. He did miss a lot of throws, um, but I mean, his passer ratings up, completion percentage is up. Um, I don't know. I just think that he, yes, he still misses throws, and it's because of bad footwork and everything. But I do think that like he has more confidence this year. But getting back to the main point was he's not going to win them ball games this year, and he's going to have to in the playoffs. We talk about how Lamar Jackson is going to have to win ball games for people. Baker's going to have to win ball games for people, and I just don't see it happening. So, pulling up right now, one, two, three, four, five. They're the five seed right now, um, <clears throat> which would mean they would play the Buffalo Bills round one. If if the season ended today, they would be playing at Buffalo. And the thing with Buffalo is that Josh Allen has played so well in that, that passing game has gotten so much better 
that <sighs> like you look at the Bills, like they're going to throw all over that defense. You know, you have to worry about the pass rush from the Browns, but you also got to worry about the defense of the Bills when you're looking at the Browns' offense because they might not be good against the run, but they're going to be able to create havoc against Baker Mayfield when it does come time for him to throw the ball. I think that game yeah. could actually end up being pretty good, but I'm I'm taking the Bills 10 out of 10 times, honestly. Yeah. So for me, it is, again, they're 8-3, and three, which I'm going to give credit to teams that are 8-3. and three. Like, you're not 8-3 and three by mistake. You're just not. Um, if you were there by mistake, the Bears would be eight and three after they started five and one. Um, but I'm also going to say most of their wins are against very, very below average teams. Yes. Like we're talking Washington, we're talking the Cowboys, we're talking the Bengals twice, and we're talking the Texans, we're talking the Eagles and the Jaguars. Yep. Those are their wins. When they've faced playoff teams or playoff type teams, we're talking Raiders double-digit loss. Steelers, lost by 30-plus. <laughs> Ravens, lost by 30-plus. They did beat the Colts. That is the one game that I have been truly impressed by the Colts, or I mean by the Browns. And that was a but close again, game. Like, it was a close game. They did win by nine, but uh, if I remember correctly, they scored super... Yeah, yeah, they kicked a field goal with 20 seconds left to actually make it a three-score game. So, yes... So what I'm getting at is they have these wins. They have not played playoff teams. Interesting. And what we talked about last week is these next two weeks are going to show who they really are. They play the Titans this week. They play the Ravens the week after that on Monday night. So those two games are going to be so important. Then they're going to play the Giants and the Jets, and they're going to dominate those two teams, and people will start getting hyped up again. And then they play the Steelers, but the Steelers... Uh, actually, the, I was about to say the Steelers probably won't be playing, but they will because they're still going to be fighting for that one seed with the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So um, they probably will have to play that game. And then let's see what that happens there. So, I mean, if the let's say the Browns go two and three in these final five, they beat the two New York teams, lose the other three. I don't see how you could be confident going into the playoffs that you've lost basically every single tough matchup you've ever played. Yeah, and I mean, I think that's a very, very fair point. But like, even when they play the New York Giants, that's going to be a tough game. Like We've seen the Giants, their last six, seven games have all been decently close. Now, this last one, like playing Washington, Daniel Jones did go down with an injury. You have Colt McCoy come in. Dude, hell of a college quarterback. Hell of a college career at the University of Texas. Since that injury in the Alabama game for the national championship, Colt McCoy is not Colt McCoy. You know what I mean? Like, he's also super fucking old. Apparently, he's been in the league like over 10 years, I think, which is shocking because I grew up loving Colt McCoy. But bottom line, when Daniel Jones isn't playing quarterback, the New York Giants are a different football team. When they protect Daniel Jones and they give him an opportunity to get the ball into his playmaker's hands, it's also another different team. They have also got uh, Zimenez back and Xavier McKinney. So this defense is another aspect of the Giants organization that's gotten better every week. The problem with the Giants is their next four weeks is probably the toughest schedule in the room, in the NFL because they go to Seattle, they play Arizona, then they play the Cleveland Browns at home. So they at least get those two games at home, but then they play at Baltimore and then they play Dallas. We could be talking about the New York Giants as like a surprise playoff team in the NFC if they find a way to beat Seattle and Arizona. I know saying that right now is just absolutely ludicrous and just crazy talk, but 
it's also at the same point when you look at Seattle and Arizona, the games they've lost this year is concerning. Like, how do you lose these games, but then you win those ones? And I've been saying it all year, and I'm going to say it again. When you travel from one coast to the other, it is difficult, especially when you're going from the west to the east because you lose so much time and you play a noon game. That's like 9 o'clock your time. It's kind of a hard thing to do. It's kind of hard to get that energy, afternoon energy, and find it in the morning no matter what level you are, and even if you're professional or not. So in saying this, I just think that's maybe something to follow along. Just a little bit is what can the New York Giants be moving forward within these next couple weeks, including playing the Cleveland Browns. Because, Trace, like you said, who has Cleveland played? And they're going to get to the playoffs, and they're going to be super hyped up, and they're going to end their playoff drought, which is exciting and awesome. Good for them. It's going to suck when you get there and – Baker Mayfield throws the game away for you. For sure. So let's play a little game here. I'm going to put you on the spot. Let's say that the top four seeds in the AFC stand true, and that is Pittsburgh, Kansas City, Tennessee, Buffalo. Like, who cares how it plays out? Let's just say that those are the four teams. So now we have the five, six, and seven seed. We have three spots. I'm going to name these teams' schedules off. You tell me what you think their record is after these five— these five games, and then we'll see who you think actually makes the playoffs. Okay, tell me the teams. Okay, so Cleveland. This is Cleveland. Okay. Tennessee, win or loss? They play Tennessee, loss. Yep. Okay. Ravens. Ravens. Um, I actually think they win that one. Okay. Giants. I think they win that one. Jets. They win that one. Steelers. They lose that one. Okay. All right. So you have them going three and two there. Okay. We're going to go to Miami now. And Miami plays the Bengals this weekend. Win. Chiefs. Loss. Patriots. Win. Raiders. Ooh. See, that's tough because is Tua set to play? Is he set to come back this next week? Uh, he's still questionable. But this isn't like four No, weeks no, I half. know that. But depending on the injury, like is Brian Flores going to look at it and be like, yeah, we're not risking. Like you're just done. We're going to roll with Ryan Fitzpatrick the rest of the year, and we'll just go into next year on a high note with how we played this year. The Raiders, I think that's a loss. I just, yeah. The Raiders, they're going to be okay. fighting for a playoff spot as well. Bills? That's a loss. Okay, so you have them going two and three. Okay, now let's go over to the Colts. <clears throat> they play the Texans. That's a win. Raiders? Sorry, my pen's dying on me. Raiders? Um, That's going to be a good game, by the way. It is. Very good game. I think the Colts find a way to win that. Okay, Texans again. They'll win that. Steelers? They'll lose that. Jaguars. They'll win. No way in hell they beat the Colts. Isn't that what I'm supposed to say there? Should we Should we go back in time? Um, so following along with that, sorry, just go back over the Colts. Like the Texans. Yeah, never mind. They just lost Will Fuller and Bradley Roby. Yep. Never mind. Whoops. Moving on. Okay. Yep. Now we're back to the Ravens, which I think we've already decided on a lot of these games. But Jets this weekend win. 
You said they lost to the Colts, so lost there. Chargers? The Chargers? You know, <laughs> that's one of those teams where that defense has kind of gotten a little bit better. Joey Bosa's back. like He's back back after that little stint that he was out for. And the Ravens, like, <clears throat> even their defense has not looked good. Like, even tonight against the Steelers. I'm not... So, so we're talking Raiders. I thought you said Ravens. The Las, no, Raiders, as in Las Vegas Bro, Raiders. I swear to God you said Ravens. I, I said Raiders. That's it's where I was right. super confused. Okay, hey, that's on me. Forget about that's it. Fine. Chargers. The Chargers will win that game. Okay. You already said that the Dolphins would beat the Raiders, right? Yep. In the game before that. Or no, you said the Raiders would win. I'm sorry. You yep. said the Raiders would win you that game. You confused me. So... Yep, and then the Raiders versus Broncos. Who do you have winning that? Raiders will win that. Okay, so you have them going three and two. Okay, so now let's go to Baltimore now. So they play the Cowboys next weekend. So this is the Ravens. This is the Baltimore Ravens who just played the Steelers today. So them playing Dallas, I think they find a way to win that, but I think that game is closer than everyone expects it to be. Okay, you already said they would lose to the Browns. Jaguars. Uh, Jags. I'm trying to write it as we go here. Your speed demon. Jags, they win. Okay. Giants. Giants, they win. Okay. Bengals. Bengals, they win. Okay. Four and one there. Okay. So that would put it. So that would actually bump the Ravens. Into the playoffs. So you would say out of those teams. So out of Cleveland, Miami, the Colts, the Raiders, and Baltimore. You would, you're would you saying Cleveland would be the five seed. You think Indy is going to be the six seed. And then you think Baltimore is going to squeak in as that seven seed. That is the way you have it. <clears throat> so you are saying Miami and... Vegas are going to miss the playoffs by one game. Yep. So that is how you think the playoffs are going to pan out. Do you think, Homer hat off, do you think that the Steelers lose a game to give the Chiefs a first round bye? Um, so that's actually a very good question. In looking at the Steelers, we didn't just run through that, so let me look at it here on my laptop. Um, they're set to play. I'll tell you. They play Washington, then the Bills. A, so Washington then- is a win. But, like, here's the thing with Washington and even this Pittsburgh Ravens game. Like, both these teams looked super sloppy. Turned the ball over early. Like, something we can kind of preview. I don't know how much you watched it this afternoon. I watched it a tad bit trying to do it while doing radio and then working on afterwards. But within this, like, when Washington's running the ball well, they're tough to stop. And I know that's one of those things where you're like, well, that's with any team. Antonio Gibson's having himself a year. But Alex Smith is also not the type of quarterback that's going to lose you games and turn the ball over. Terry McLaurin is making a ton of plays himself. Defensively, that defensive line gets pressure. Outside of that, though, the defense kind of stinks. Maybe this is one of those games, but it's still late in the year and you get them at home. Depending on what the weather is, I'm talking myself into like Pittsburgh winning it, of course, but I just I still think this is one of those games where they maybe overlook it because they just played Baltimore. They had to go through that shit show, but they also know they have Buffalo coming up where they got to travel to Buffalo. And again, we're in December. Like That's most likely going to be a snow game. 
It's not a dome there in Buffalo. So maybe they overlook Washington. Maybe they forget about that. Or it's just like we're, our focus is on Buffalo. Kind of forgot about the Washington football team. Maybe they squeak out a loss there. All in all, they win. This is what I'm going to say. They're going to beat Washington, but I think they lose to Buffalo. I think they either lose to Buffalo or Indianapolis or even Cleveland. Like these last five games, one, two, three, yes, five games for Pittsburgh, there's a possibility that they just they don't make it happen. And I'm not necessarily saying they choke, but they also haven't play, been playing that well. And this is another one of these teams in the NFL who is undefeated, great record. They haven't played a lot of tough teams. Do you think that's fair of me to say or no? I mean, yeah, I think their schedule is, has been fairly easy. Um, I don't think there's any chance they lose to Washington after talk, after listening to Big Ben after the post game. Like, they're not losing that game. Um, <clears throat> the Bills. I just think that the so Bud Dupree just tore his ACL today. That's a huge loss for that defense. Oh, I, I completely missed that. Oh my gosh. Yes, so huge loss. But I also think that the Steelers, the way that their their defense is played, it actually plays very nicely with the way that the Bills play. So I actually think that they win that game. I would say the Colts could be a worry, a worry game there. Um, but if I'm looking at the Chiefs now, I see two games that I would be scared to yep. play if I was the Chiefs, and that is the Saints and the Chargers. I'd be scared of playing both of those teams. And you play the Chargers last. It's your last game. You of play the, year. the Chargers last. Last game you the do year. get them at home, but still, it's one of those situations of. Yeah. So, anyways, why I brought it up is because I'm just trying to figure out if you think that the Ravens and Chiefs are going to play round one. <laughs> you bastard. Uh, my answer is going to be no. I think I think the Chiefs end up winning out. Um, the way that off, like seriously, Homer had off. Like they showed the ability against Tampa Bay to score at will. Like they they literally show defenses like this is what you better not do because if you do, this is how we're gonna burn you. But then at the same time, it's like yeah. if you play zone, Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey are gonna pick you apart. And if you want to try and take Travis Kelsey away and you want to take away Tyree Kill over the top, here's Sammy Watkins. You know what I mean? Here's McCole Hardman with some extra speed. And as we talked yesterday on the episode, they haven't even showcased Clyde Edwards Hilaire. Lately, like him and Le'Veon Bell, they're not being used in the pass game. But it's also kind of hard to use them in the pass game when you have so many other weapons to distribute the ball to. In saying that, though, like I just I think Kansas City has too many weapons for a defense to stop and maintain. And the Chiefs defense at times can be just good enough to create to create pressure and force a turnover to give the ball right back to the offense for them to go at least capitalize off. We haven't seen that within the last couple of weeks ago when the defense have gotten an interception, you know, or anything like that. The offense has kind of stalled and gone three and out. Not the best look, but it's also a learning experience for this team who's clearly on a run to run it back for the Super Bowl. But when you look at Pittsburgh, it's almost like, are they really going to go undefeated? Like, in the year 2020, I know it's been crazy, but do we really think, and I know the possibilities there, and it's super close, that we have a team that goes defeated and then a team that goes undefeated in the regular season. That's nuts. That's a good point. It is nuts. So here's what I think. I do think the Steelers lose the game, but I also think the Chiefs lose to, to the Saints. It is at so New Orleans. I think that it is at New Orleans. So I, 
I think that the way their DBs line up against them, um, I think they can do just enough. Drew Brees will be back. Um, it's, if that's a good thing or not, I don't know. I mean, it is obviously for the passing game. It, it really is. But um, And I think that the Saints are just getting healthy. So um, so I guess when, I, when it's all said and done, I think that the Steelers go 15-1, and one, but I think the Chiefs go 14-2. and two. So if, you, if, you, if I would have told you that the Chiefs went 14-2 and two to start the year, You'd been like, you would have been, yeah. been like, okay, yeah, you would have been like, number one seed, let's go. <laughs> so, interesting. Um, okay, cool. Next episode, given it will be one week less, so maybe it'll be even easier. I want to do that same exercise, but for the NFC and see how that all plays out. So Fuck. We'll do it again next episode. Um, okay, cool. Um, I think at this point, now that we're halfway through the episode, we might as well dive into some week 13 games. I think we might as well through that improv discussion look at that you gotta love it uh let's get into it though the first game that we're gonna break down for week 13 the new orleans saints are traveling to atlanta to face the falcons where new orleans is actually favored by three falcons defense last week hey glad of them nice of them to show up created some turnovers made Derek carr look silly especially after the raiders played the kansas city chiefs so closely saints falcons here the saints offense clearly is not the same Without Drew Brees, Alvin Kamara is not making a biggest impact, and Taysom Hill is running the ball like crazy. They just played the Falcons a couple weeks ago at home in New Orleans. You play him here now again. I think it's easy to take the Saints minus three, but there's also the thing with the NFC and the craziness that it's been. Are the Falcons at a point where they're on the redemption tour to show, like, yeah, it was the coach. Like, we're excited to play ball now. So who are you taking? I'm definitely taking the Saints. Just trying okay, to throw cool. some optimism for the Falcons because they've been shitted on a lot. I'm starting to feel bad. It's Christmas holidays. I'm in the I'm in the holiday mindset, you know, trying to spend yeah, some Christmas. I get cheer. you. I get it. Uh, I also am taking the Saints. Uh, I think Lattimore does a good job of slowing down Julio Jones this week. Uh, then it's all up to Ridley. I'm sure Ridley's going to have a good game, but. I don't see the Falcons being able to slow down this offense. I think that uh, Taysom Hill actually gets more on track of like what he did uh, two weeks ago um, than what he did last week um, in that shit show against the Broncos. Like more of like what he did against the Falcons, right? Like where he's at, able to actually pass the ball. So uh, I am also taking the Saints there. Uh, moving on, Lions at Bears. And the Chicago Bears are three-point favorites. This will be the Lions' first game, with obviously without their head coach or their GM. Um, after this last episode, Austin had to show me that uh, burner account by Patricia. And let me tell you, that's fucking him. No <laughs> yeah. doubt about it. No doubt about it. <laughs> that's, that's fucking him. <laughs> yeah. it, most, it most definitely is. Oh, that was funny. Uh this is hard because, you know, where the Bears, like, the Bears collapsed last week. That's embarrassing. So, they're pissed at themselves. Like, they're embarrassed that they just laid over, rolled over and died against the Green Bay Packers on national television. You got called out by a young wide receiver. You got called out by your head coach. The defense was clearly embarrassed as well. They're upset. But the Lions, like, this is one of those redemption-type games where this defense might just go out and just ball out, you know. You could look at the Lions this week and be like, damn, where's this defense been with the defensive head coach and Matt Patricia? Oh, they've been running the wrong defense? Something you and I have discussed with Riley uh, quite a bit. Riley's a diehard Lions fan, 
one hell of a dude. Appreciate everything he does behind the scenes. Love you, brother. Uh, within this, though, I think I am going to take the Lions to cover. Now, whether they lose somehow within this, I don't think it's by more than three. That means it's probably going to be like a game-winning drive by the Bears where they score a touchdown or figure something out and get a game-winning field goal to win by one or two. Or it's the Lions just getting one of those trash late-game <clears throat> scores that brings this game closer to, you know, than what probably the scoreboard shows or what the game actually played. I All in all, taking the Lions. Cool. I'm actually going to take the Bears. Uh, it's going to be the Trubisky show again, which, yeah, yikes. But I think the Bears defense shows up again. Um, one thing you didn't mention when you were not naming all the things going wrong for the Bears is Allen Robinson liking all of, his, all of the Bears fans' tweets uh, about how he should leave the Bears uh, for certain teams, even though they're Bears fans. Um, but uh, the biggest thing for me is Kenny Galladay still not practicing as of Wednesday. And... Uh, Swift has still yet to pass his concussion test. He did practice today on a limited basis where you can without uh, passing your test. But if you're without those two, again, there's no way that you're moving the ball against this Bears defense. Um, and you know Swift wants back in this game after what happened week one with him dropping the game-winning touchdown pass. Uh, yep. You know he wants redemption on this game. So we'll see how that goes. Um, but So here's a difference for us. I'm going to take the Bears. Uh, next game. My Jacksonville Jaguars against the Minnesota Vikings. And the Vikings are 10-point favorites. Uh, sounds like uh, Thielen is back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm assuming that they're just like, hey, this Jacksonville's defense struggles against the pass um, and the run, apparently. Um, and you got Dalvin Cook. You got Justin Jefferson. You got Adam Thielen. Um, <clears throat> I'm sure that they're thinking the Vikings are going to score just every drive. Um, but you want to know what? James Robinson, man. This dude might deserve some rookie of the year votes. No joke. Like what he is doing. He's doing fantastic. Um, Glennon didn't play horrible last week. He really didn't. He played all right. Um, And that was without DJ Chark and Conley. Um, That's fine without Conley. Conley has uh, stone hands for stone bricks for hands. I mean, he's awful. But missing DJ Chark was a big thing. Actually, that is one thing I wanted to text you, which I didn't. And we still haven't talked about it. Colin Johnson showing up, former Texas boy. Uh, huge, huge game for the Jags last week. Uh, about 90 yards and a touchdown. So um, big for them. I haven't taken the Jags since like week like three, and I'm going to do it this week. I don't think they win. I don't think they lose by double digit points. Ooh. I think they lose, but I don't think they lose by double digits. I'm taking the Jags. All right. Do the Vikings have Dalvin Cook back this week? He went out last yes, week did. with an ankle injury, but I didn't know if there's any confirmation of like, yeah, he is set to come back and play. Um, if that, he, if he did practice, okay, I'm taking the Vikings. Davin Cook is just going to run over this defense, and when he's not running over the defense, Justin Jefferson's burning everyone in your secondary. I'm sorry, but the Jaguars they have played close the last couple weeks against some decently tough teams, eh, but I'm taking I'm taking the Vikings. I'm sorry, Trees. That, I mean, that's fine. It doesn't matter to me. It just gives me an extra win on the board. So it doesn't – I mean, take, take the Vikings oh, all you want. funny guy. Next game, the Cleveland Browns are traveling to Tennessee to face the Titans where the Titans are favored by six and a half. No, excuse me. Eyesight's bad. Five and a half. Look at that. It's amazing what you can see when you open your eyes or if you have decently good eyes, which I do not. But here we go. I am taking the Tennessee Titans. This run game, Derrick Henry, that dude has nothing but respect for me. I used – I shouldn't say I used to hate him. 
I just didn't think he was good. I was on record last year saying the dude's got tree trunk for legs. Not very good. Can't slow him down. Those tree trunks quickly turned into uh, branches, I guess. That doesn't make any sense. But I just thought he was like a stiff runner. Next thing I know, this dude's just cutting by everyone. It just made me look like a fool, bottom line. I can't I can't try and hate him anymore. I have to respect it. He's too good. He gets better as the year goes on. He doesn't slow down. He has a chance at breaking the rushing record this season. I am taking Derrick Henry this week. I also am taking the Titans. Uh, I think that, I mean, let's not forget, last year when the these guys played week one and he just, I think he went for like 200 yards. I think he had like a 75-yard reception touchdown and another huge long run touchdown against them. And I think that they do it again. And if people haven't noticed already, like A.J. Brown is a stud. I mean, a few weeks ago, a few weeks ago, actually during the trade deadline, I came on record and said that I thought A.J. Brown was better than D.K. Metcalf. I still hold to that. I still think he is. He's a more – he's – Go ahead. Sorry. I'm not going to cut you off. No, you're fine. You're about to say he's a more complete wide receiver is the word you were going to use. Yep. Um, and But I think, sure, that's true. But I think DK Metcalf has improved a lot. Uh, they showed a stat during the game that eight of his ten catches were on different routes. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty impressive for for us. I mean, everybody, when he first got drafted, said, okay, he can only run go routes. Um, you know, yeah. So... Um, but anyways, what it comes down to is I think that Frable just says, we are not going to let this team run on us. Like, it's just not happening. Uh, Baker, you have to beat us. And it's not going to be Jarvis Landry that beats you. I'm sorry. Like, Jarvis, beats, Jarvis Landry can't beat you, like, as a full team. So, um, yeah. So, Titans as well. Next game, Bengals at Dolphins. And the Dolphins are 11.5-point favorites. That is a huge number. Huge especially number. For and you Miami. <clears throat> especially for Miami. And like the Bengals didn't play horrible last week. <laughs> like, even though they didn't have uh Joey Burrow for their first time this season, they lost by two. I think it was two against the Giants, is that right? Yes. yes. They lost by two against the Giants. Pretty dang close. Um I'm I'm going to take the Bengals. I still think that the the Dolphins win this game, but I just don't think they win by 12. That is tough, but at the same time, this Dolphins defensive line is real, and it has gotten pressure a lot this year, and they have forced turnovers, and when they force like a, a, fumble, a sack fumble, they've taken it back and scored. You know what I mean? Like this defense has created turnovers and put their offensive positions to score quickly on a short field. I think they're able to do that against the Bengals a lot. I'm I am taking the Dolphins. Crazy crazy to say that I Miami is has an eleven and a half point favorite in a game this year. That's just absolutely absurd. The Bengals though, like I just I don't know. I don't trust them. I don't trust that offensive line against this defensive line. So I'm taking the Dolphins here. Next game, the Las Vegas Raiders making a cross-country trip to New York slash New Jersey to face the Jets, where Vegas is eight-point favorites. I'm taking the Raiders. They're going to run all over this team. Derek Carr is not happy with the way they played last week. The fumbles, the interceptions, is just a bad look. You need a redemption game. This is it. Go show the NFL again. Go show everybody why you deserve to be in the playoffs and why you're going to make that run. The Jets, you know what you're supposed to do. You don't want to win. 
you want to trade Sam Darnold. You want to move on from that. You want to fire Adam Gase. But you need him to stay around so you continue to lose, and that's what he's really, really good at. So the Raiders are getting the win here with the eight favorite by eight points. Yeah, I totally agree. I think this is a – unfortunately, because I play Josh Jacobs in fantasy, I'm, I'm against him this week, but I think this is another big Josh Jacobs game. And for the record, I've said that three times this year, and all every time that I've said it, he's had multiple touchdowns in every game. So just, just want to point that out. Um – did you? We haven't talked about this yet either. Did you watch that like post game interview with Gase about, on people calling him out on who was calling the plays, and he said it wasn't him, and then they were like, "No, like we literally saw the OC. He was just talking to another person while the offense was on the field, and he was like, when? And then like the third quarter, he's like, "Oh, right, yeah, because yeah, we moved into two minute offense, so I actually started calling the plays then." And then he was like, "It's not hard." And it was like, but you can't explain it to us. Is it not hard? <laughs> I, I didn't get to hear. I heard about it, uh, but I didn't he- get to like actually listen to it. But it's definitely one of those situations where he goes, hey, when it goes well, it was me. When it's bad, dude, offensive coordinator sucks. So yeah, he's sure. definitely doing that situation. That dude's a freaking just a weirdo. Big old weirdo. Yeah. All right, next one. Uh, division rival, uh, Colts at Texans, and the Colts are three-point favorites. Uh, this one is simple for me. Uh, it, I'm taking the Colts. They got smashed in the mouth um, this last weekend by the Titans, uh, but they did not have a lot of their defensive players, I will say that, um, Buckner being the main one. Um, so that is why Henry was able to run all over them. But the Texans don't have that type of running back. Um, and now you have the number one wide receiver now missing from the Texans as well. So I think this Colts defense shows up and really slows down Deshaun Watson. I'm I'm sure Deshaun Watson's gonna like pull magic out of his hat and like have like sixty rushing yards and two rushing touchdowns. Um, but um, I don't think that's enough. I think that the Colts are able to run it run it all over the Texans. Yeah, and the Colts are a team like they just kind of fell apart against the Titans. It just anything they tried to do to stop Derrick Henry just wasn't working. The offense didn't seem to be flowing too well either uh, at points during the game. This is an opportunity for you to get that back on track and get things figured out and really f- find who you are as a team, you know, and allow Michael Pittman Jr. to continue to grow as your receiver because he's clearly the future there uh, at receiver. And I know they lost Paris Campbell earlier in the year, but you get those two in the lineup at receivers. That's a pretty good duo. You know, we talk about receiving quarters being built like a basketball team. It's a pretty good fucking start. Just wish T.Y. Hilton would be consistent in himself and what he has not been this year for the Colts. But that running game, that running back by committee is working. The offensive line is still good. Phillip Rivers, I talked about it yesterday. That dude's got to be enjoying life in Indianapolis and playing quarterback for them because – At times, it's like, hey, we're going to have Jacoby Brissett come in here and do a QB sneak. Don't worry about getting hit. (laughs) Phillip Rivers like, all right, I'll let that dude get smacked around. I ain't worried about it. Let him do that. Handle it. I'll come in and just drop dimes and lead us to victories and hand the ball off to our good running backs. All in all, in saying this, the Colts get the win. It's going to be a big win, too. I don't think it's just by three. I bet they get at least a 10-point win here over the Texans and Houston. Uh, So I am taking the Colts. Next, the Rams are traveling to Arizona to face the Cardinals where the Rams are favored by three. I guess I don't really get this because the Rams looked awful last week. And, yes, Arizona didn't look too good either playing against the Patriots. And some people are even asking the question, have defenses and has the NFL figured out Kyler Murray? 
I don't know because this NFC West has just been all over the place and so inconsistent with travel and playing the AFC East. It's something I've talked about probably every episode since the season has started and kind of those conferences playing or those divisions playing one another, excuse me. It's it's concerning on what it's possibly going to be and what this division for the NFC West is going to turn out and who comes out on top because the Rams, they look good one week, the next week they don't. And I think a huge part of that's the screen game. If the screen game's rolling and Jared Goff just has to, you know, throw the ball three or four yards on a screen upfield is what I'm trying to say. It's not hard to get completions and get rolling and allow Cooper Cup and Robert Woods to eat. In saying this, though, I do think the Cardinals win. They are at home. They're not on the road, of course. The Rams did not look good last week. They turned the ball over. Their defense is, their defensive line is good with old freaking Mr. Donald. Like They're fine. They're going to be okay. But I just think... The Cardinals are a better team overall. This offense is better, and I think they come out and make a huge difference at home playing in a dome in Arizona. All right. We got another difference here. I'm going to take the Rams to win this game. Uh, I think that this, again, I've been talking about it. I like this the way this defense is lined up, and I am all here for another DeAndre Hopkins, Jalen Ramsey showdown. I got to watch it so often. <laughs> With the Jags versus the Texans, like, I'm so here for it. So <clears throat> we get to watch this two times in the next five weeks. And, um, again, Hopkins has played, like, the best wide receiver in football this year. And, I mean, fighting with DeAndre uh, and with uh, Devontae Adams as well. I, I think those two kind of solidified themselves as 1-2 for 2020. But Jalen Ramsey is probably cornerback one for 2020. So, uh, super excited about that matchup. Uh, and let's just see what uh, Aaron Donald can do. I think that they can do that. And I think this Cardinals defense can get beat by some of those screen passes. And, man, they started feeding Cam Akers. And Cam Akers showed up last week. Like, did, did Sean McVay just get another running back that can cause some issues? Can he be that Todd Gurley of the offense? Uh, I think he can be. So, um I'm going to take the Rams there. All right. You're probably going to get that okay. right. I just have a feeling. <laughs> like, it's like after Did I make see... a decision and then I hear you explain your side of it, I'm just like, shit, that's a good point. <laughs> um, I will say from the Cardinals aspect, it has been so much fun watching Isaiah Simmons like start to play ball. Yes. That hit he had against Cam Newton, holy shit! Oh man, I know he got a penalty on it. I don't think it deserved a. I don't think it deserved a penalty. He was still in bounds, and he hit shoulder first, and then his head hit him. Yeah. But they didn't call it helmet to helmet. They called it unnecessary roughness, as if he was out of bounds, and he was not out of bounds. He had pretty much. I think one foot hit out of bounds. Like it was clear he was heading out of bounds, and I. I mean, he just didn't give a shit. He's like, hey, I haven't had one of these hits yet say it like yeah. hi <laughs> wham yeah so it was awesome um it, it's just awesome to see him play is what i'm really yep. getting at so um moving on we have uh giants at seattle and another 10 point game so our third double digit uh spread of the week so seattle 10 point favorites against the giants uh who went first last one you did so i'll go first here um I'm going to take Seattle. Um, I actually don't feel great about it. I think that Seattle 
comfortably wins this game, but I could just see, like, maybe it's you talking me into, like, the Giants being better than what they are. Like, I really don't think they're good, but, like, you've talked me. You may have talked me into it a little bit. Um, But let's, I mean, to the real thing is, like, they're starting, Seattle's starting to get pressure. And now that they have, like, flowers back and stuff, like, their defense is starting to improve, which is everything that the NFL doesn't want. You don't want this defense to improve. Russell Wilson got his month of uh, turnovers out of the way. He's going to start playing like how he was at the start of the year. And so if you have a, you know, Russell Wilson going with this offense, and then you have all of a sudden Dunlap and Adams causing pressure all the time, and you got a quarterback one that can at least slow down your top wide receiver. I'm not saying shut him down, but can at least slow him down a little bit. Like, Maybe that's all Seattle needs. You know what you're going to get from their uh, linebackers. So, again, feeling comfortable about my Seattle representing the NFC. Um, I know what? I just talked myself out of it. Yeah. I mean, well, I already took Seattle, but um, it's not even going to be close. Seattle's going to blow them out. I just talked myself out of that close game. Just like that. Loved watching that go full circle. Uh, but I, I am going to take Seattle as well. That cross-country trip for the Giants is going to be tough. Daniel Jones is battling a hamstring injury. It's not like that just goes away in a week. Um, it's going to be on his mind. He's going to be dealing with the pass rush. He's going to be standing in the pocket. He's going to take shots from Jamal Adams. It's, it's going to be a tough game. And I'm sorry, but the Seahawks are just going to roll all over him. DK Metcalf's going to have himself a day. Tyler Lockett's going to have himself a day. The running game, like Carlos Hyde, going to find a way to have a game. Is uh, is Chris Carson back yet? By the way, yeah, he played. He played last Sunday. He did. Okay, I thought he did, but it was just like yeah. it wasn't a big enough impact that it kind of just left me wondering because I, everything I saw was just running through Hyde. All in all. I do think it's Seattle that wins. Next game, the Philadelphia Eagles are traveling to Green Bay where the Packers are favored by nine. If it wasn't for all the noise in Philadelphia about everyone just wanting to move on from Carson Wentz and put in Jalen Hurts, I would take the Eagles here. You know what? Fuck it. Do it. I'm taking do it, coward. Do it, coward. I'm taking the Eagles. And it's not because you called me a coward. This is gonna be the one game where Carson Wentz just flips, just puts up the middle finger to everybody, says "fuck you." I'm the quarterback. This has been my fault. Sorry, everyone else sucks. Sorry, my play calling's awful. Sorry that when it's when it's third and two, everyone is running a fucking fly route thirty yards down the field and not turning around in an empty zone. Hey, Dallas Goddard, why don't you help me out? Hey, Alshon Jeffrey, why don't you get the fuck off the field? Welcome Travis Fulgram back into the team. Welcome back. You know, that's what you need. Miles Sanders, get more involved in the offense. You brought it up yesterday. Why does Carson Wentz throw it at him so hard? I think it's so Miles Sanders doesn't get rocked the moment he catches the ball because the defense knows, like, if it ain't going to anyone else, it's going to him. I'm an idiot. That's not going to be good. Yeah. It's not going to be good. (laughs) I mean, here's the thing. Is the eat... The Eagles could just, you know, break people's hearts like they did last week and go for two when it's very unnecessary and ruin everybody's betting. Um, so maybe maybe you end up getting that. But um, I'm taking the Packers. I think that this team, this Packers offense is just so much fun. By the way, happy birthday to Aaron Rodgers and Aaron Jones tonight. Um, 
But like, I just love what these wide receivers are doing. Yeah, it's their birthday. Don't give me that look. Um, I just didn't. I it's both and, of theirs. That's crazy. Yeah, a little crazy, right? Um, so <clears throat> all year I've been talking about how like MVS is like kind of like an overrated guy on that team. And after that fumble against the Colts <laughs> in overtime, uh, he did not get a catch last week. And it really seemed like Lazard is now back. And even St. Brown is taking over some of those snaps that uh, MBS was getting as well. He's still getting reps, but he just, I mean, again, no targets. Yeah. Or sorry, no catches last week. Um, so what I'm getting at is there's that. Um, I think that this offensive line for the Eagles is really bad. You've talked about it multiple times. Like the, like Preston and the Smith what's the brothers. other, yeah, whatever the other Smith's guy's name is that I keep, it's blanking on my head right now. But they're both going to just have multiple sacks. Gary's probably going to have multi, another sack. Uh, Jair Alexander, I'll call it right now. Alexander gets a pick six in this. Fuck game. off. Perfect. Thank you very much for that. Um, all right. Patriots <laughs> that was, at... That was rude. I just... Have you given up on Carson Wentz, too? No, we had this conversation last night. I think that Carson Wentz is just in a tough situation for where he's at this year. I think he can come back next year and do well. But I think that the actually the play style of the Packers matches up perfectly with the style the Eagles want to run for some unknown reason. And that's not just try to run it down the Packers' throat, which is how you beat the Packers. Uh, the Eagles will refuse to run Miles Sanders. That's what it comes down to. They will refuse to, to do it for some unknown reason, even though he's averaging like 5.8 yards per carry or something like that this year. Well, I think this is a game that Doug Peterson realizes, wow, I have not been very smart lately. Let's fix this. I'm more confident in my Eagles pick now. Not really, but I'm saying it to make myself feel better. This next game, the New England Patriots are traveling to Los Angeles to face the Chargers, where the spread isn't even. It's just a straight pick em. And in doing so, I'm picking the Chargers. I am picking the freaking Chargers. My crazy son of a bitch is taking the Chargers. But, like, the Patriots, they're set on being dream wreckers this year. Like, they really are. They know they can ruin seasons for teams. They can mess up the playoff rankings. The Chargers, they're going to throw the ball all over them, though. Like, Austin Eckler being back in the mix, he's going to have himself a heyday. And then the defense for the Chargers has been improving I shouldn't say been improving. They had a good week last week. Even though they lost, Joey Bosa was everywhere for them, as he always is. This week, though, the cross-country trip for the Patriots is going to be a difference. I'm taking the Chargers. So I'm taking the Chargers as well on this, but I have to just say it. Damian Harris scares the shit out of me in this game. Man, he's coming out of nowhere this season. I legit, like, gut feeling, like, have this, like, Damian Williams goes for, like, 140 rushing yards this week. Like, just this random, it's not random, because he's had a very, very good year. Um, He only had 47 yards last week, but I just think that he has a good game against this Chargers defense that has struggled against the run, like they have. So, which makes me kind of want to take the Patriots, because it is just a pick but I'm going to stick with my guy, Herbert, and, uh, I'll go with the Chargers there. Um, Let's move on. Broncos at Chiefs. Last double-digit spread of the week, and it is the Chiefs by 14 points. Um, I'm just going to say Chiefs. Yeah, I mean, that's it. It's a primetime game Sunday night. 
You're going to get it again. I'm going to be at this game super freaking pumped. Uh, I'm taking the Chiefs. <clears throat> so when are you? So do they have tailgating or anything open there? Um, it's funny you ask that because uh, like the tailgate scene is awesome in Kansas City. Like that's what Arrowhead is known for. The Kansas City Chiefs, including the Royals, like the tailgating scene is great. The way they do it though is like you have to be separated by like a certain amount of parking spots, and only a certain amount of people can be at the tailgate, and it is heavy regulated. So we will be tailgating it. Um. It's just going to have to be not as big. So it's just kind of one of those situations where it, it is monitored, but, you know, we have our kind of pot of people that we're going with, so we're just going to have a good time with them. So are you guys doing the RV from, what is it, Great America RV? Mid-America RV. Mid-America. I was close. Mm-hmm. That's pretty dang pretty dang good for me from a just a, you know, a guy from middle of nowhere from Salt Lake City. Hey, if you want an RV, seriously, hit them up. Josh Schmutz will take care of you. So anyway, so are you? Did you answer the question? Yes. Are you guys using one? Yes. Or? Okay. So you guys, what time are you guys getting there? So it's a night game, prime time <laughs> game. I think we're getting there around one or two, and we'll just get set up and tailgate there. Nice. I I remember my first uh, tailgate and showing up in the middle of the day. Um. All right. Moving on. I don't know if that was supposed to we're be like gonna... a roaster. <laughs> It is, because when we do tailgate, even if it's the night games, which Utes games mainly are that, we still show up at 6 a.m. Washington, yeah, it's literally 11 hours of tailgating, and it's... It gets out Brutal. of hand. <laughs> um, Washington. Oh, sorry. My point was, are you going to have a TV to watch all the other games? I guess is the why I brought all that up, and then I didn't even ask the main question. Yeah, one hundred percent. But it sounds like yes. Yeah. All right. Okay. Duh. Um. Again. So three Monday night games this week. <laughs> three. So two of them start like not afternoon like today's game, but still pretty early. I think it's like 5 o'clock or 6 o'clock Eastern time, so like 4 o'clock for most of the world. Um, And then there's the night game uh, with the Niners. So um, Washington at Steelers. Uh, We talked about this game a little bit during our improvised section, and uh, Pittsburgh is 8.5-point favorites. Um, I am going to take Pittsburgh to cover this spread. I mean, I'm right there with you. I just – I do think this ends up being kind of one of those games where at the beginning we're like, ooh, wow, like Washington's kind of keeping up with the Steelers. Look at this. And then in the second half, that Steelers offense is just going to explode and destroy that defense. They're going to figure it out. They're going to make their adjustments at half, taking the Steelers all the way. This next game, though, for Monday night, the Buffalo Bills making another cross-country trip to face the 49ers. Buffalo's favored by two and a half. This is tough. I'm taking the Bills, though. That cross-country trip worries me. That's something I've just focused so much more on this year than I have ever before, is those cross-country trips. Yeah, which is funny because, like, more and more technology we get, less I'm worried about it. Like, those flights are so fucking cush now. Like, these owners have, like, the best airplanes in the world and they have like they give you certain meals at certain times to make it so it makes it so your day is like very minimal like your your body feels minimal like jet lag and stuff like that so it's very funny that you do that cuz i for the record last year i was very much on that train as well and then i started like reading into more of that um cuz there's actually a flight from 
I want to say from LA or New York to like across the world. So it's like literally like a 13 hour flight difference or time difference. And what they do is they turn the lights off at certain times. They wake you up at certain times, feed you certain meals and give you certain drinks at like exact times, like within like this, like 10 minute period. They say like, you have to eat this here and here. So then you can get off the plane and have no like jet lag and just be like ready to go. So like, even though your body should be used to like middle of the night, it's daytime there and you can like just get off the plane and just go. So anyways, I did a, uh, I can't remember what company it was, but it's very interesting. I'll send you the link yes, to it. Please and, do. Um, I think, I think there's a lot of teams that are starting to do this as well. Um, yes, there is still that factor though. Like, if that doesn't work, then yeah, like a morning game could be really bad. But like, this is a night game, right? Like, this is this is literally a night game that like I wouldn't be as worried about it um, because they're going to show up a couple of days in advance, yep. make up for that two hours of sleep. So, um, anyways, with all that being said. Um, I'm taking the Bills as well. I actually think that the Bills win on a last-second field goal here. Ooh. I think I think the Niners are starting to just – they're getting some guys. Like Richard Sherman made some plays last week. I don't know. I just feel like – and Mostert uh, had another touchdown. Oh, he did have a fumble. but he uh, ran the ball well. Still coming back. <clears throat> yeah, he did. Um, so I think that this is going to be a close game. Um I think that they know this is the last run they also have with this coaching staff with the Niners. I think they're about to get picked apart. I think a lot of these guys get hired um, really? to other coaching staffs. Yeah, so like I would love Robert Sala, their DC, to be the head coach of the Jags. He's coached in Jacksonville for a little bit. Um, if he wanted to go somewhere, I also get though like he might be better for like an older group and not like a young group of players. Maybe not though. Like he could be great for both. Um, but I actually love Mike McDaniel, their running coordinator, their run game coordinator. He's been with Shanahan since Atlanta days. And so he's been with him. And I think even he worked on the Washington staff as well. Wow. So he's been with Shanahan forever. And I just want him as the OC. Like if I could have like anything, like, him as the OC is what I want. I think that he has that brain of the Shanahan for style Jacksonville is specifically what, for Jacksonville, for Jacksonville specifically. I mean, I want him to get an OC job anywhere just because I would be happy yeah. for him, but I would be upset if he went somewhere and had success and it wasn't with the Jaguars. <laughs> so, um, and I think that he could do great things with James Robinson. And then when you got either Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields, you got a young quarterback there. You got some, you got your wide receivers. I mean, you, he has fun with Debo Samuel. He's going to have a great time with LaVisca. No Chanel. joke. He, th- he thinks Debo is tough and hard to tackle. Chanel has the most broken tackles in wa- out of any wide receiver in the NFL this year. I love you. <laughs> I don't know why you're, I don't know why you're Just laughing. You're really so- <laughs> There's not been a lot to be proud of being a Jacksonville Jaguars fan, but like when you get rolling, you have like these random stats that you can throw out there that's just like, it's awesome. I love it. Like, that's so good. And it's just like, it's a rookie wide receiver from Colorado who no one is talking about. But Justin Treese is all For over sure. it. And it's going to be something that we hear all about next year because I'm sure this is going to be a team that explodes onto the scene with Trevor Lawrence leading them out. So, God, that'd be beautiful. It would be. All right. Okay. 
<laughs> it really would. Um, I would like this podcast so much more if the Jaguars were good. <laughs> Every week I have to talk about how badly my team sucks and how good yours is. It was like, hey, the Jaguars um, are good. Let's start a podcast. Fuck, they suck again. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. We literally started it like, <laughs> right right when they became bad again. Um, okay, another Monday night game. Cowboys at Ravens. So there's actually not a spread on this game yet when we when I filled this out. So I made one up, and I'm putting it at seven and a half. I think that's fair, so I feel, and I'm taking the Ravens. I feel like it's fair. <laughs> okay, you're taking the Ravens. I also am taking the Ravens, and it, maybe it's going to be end up being more, but... I, I didn't know what to come up with. I didn't want like us to skip the game. So I was just like, let's just go here. And I think they just don't have one because I think they're still very questioned on who's going to be able to play. Yeah. Right. So they don't want to put a spread out too early. So um, if, here, let me ask you. This, though. Let's say the Jaguars or excuse me. the We talked about the Jaguars so much. The Baltimore Ravens, they're dealing. If they continue to deal with these COVID tests and like Lamar Jackson sits out. I don't think they start. I think they're going to go ahead and start Trace McSorley over RG3 this next time on Monday if that ends up being it. And if so, if Lamar Jackson's not playing, is there a possibility the Cowboys win? <clears throat> Especially if Calais Campbell's still out too on the defense side of the ball. Zeke's going to have himself a day. Maybe. I don't know. The dude's um, not been good this year. Maybe. Yeah. Um, no, I don't think that there's any chance the Cowboys win this game. No matter no matter who the quarterback is for the Ravens. Okay. There it is. But but also and I know we talked about like free agent when we did our free agent wide receivers. This offense needs playmakers on the outside so badly. Um not hot take at all, but Hollywood Brown is not it. I know he had the touchdown today. That was but, like, a missed he's tackle been by so, the Steelers. Like it, it was a missed tackle, yeah. right? And then, like, yes, he's very, very fast. You miss a tackle, he is going to be gone. Like, that's why they got him. But, man, like, he just can't be the, the number one. There. Not like, in that just, offense. It's just real There's bad. no way he can't be. I don't think in any offense. The number uh, As a number one, no. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can agree with that. All right, cool. Um, Panthers and Bucks are on a bye, so we don't need to talk about those guys. Let's hurry and do our uh, player prop bets before we sign out. So uh, kind of rapid fire here. Patrick Mahomes, 322 passing Better yards. believe it. Over. Uh, same with me. Uh, CEH, uh, Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, 39 oh, rushing yards. Oh, yes. I'm, yep, go ahead. No, go ahead. Yeah, taking over. You're taking over? Dude, I'm going to take the under. I'm going to take the under again. Um, Tyreek Hill, 84 receiving yards. Over. I also am taking over here. Drew Locke, 251 passing taking yards. Taking the over. I'm going to take the under. Okay. Um, Melvin Gordon. Taking the under. Melvin Gordon. Seven, uh, people want to know the number. So uh, 74 rushing yards. You're going to take the under. I also am going to take the under. Uh, Noah Fant, 52 receiving yards. Taking the over on that. I also am going to take the over on this as well. So we have, what, two differences? Yep. CEH, uh, you have over, I have under. And then Drew Locke, you have over, I have under. Because you're you're the big over guy. It's doing you well so far this season. You should keep it up. 
There are just times oh. I hate you so much. <laughs> I know, I know. But but you don't hate me for recommending Barry. No, the good show. It is a good show. <laughs> uh, I cannot wait to get off this and watch another episode because that's definitely what I'm going to do after I upgrade my or update my rankings. So, Love it. Cool. All right. That does it. I hope you guys all have a great week 13 weekend uh, for all you fantasy players. Good luck. I know a lot of playoffs start the following week. Some of you guys are in a battle to make it. So good luck to you all. And tonight we've been talking football. <laughs> <laughs>